Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Let's do this. Here we are for the podcast, Influent Podcast again, and we have special guests today. So uh, we have Manuel Blando. So, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and you tell us a little bit about you. Where do I begin? <laughs> you did mission stuff for a while, and now you're doing real I've, estate, I've right? Done, yeah, that's true. Okay, so tell us about mm-hmm. the missions thing. Yeah. So well, I lived overseas. Um, it was awesome. I um, I really got a heart just to see people people's lives impacted um, in in practical ways and. I, uh, I want to see I want to see places transformed. Um, I came back from from living overseas um, and just give myself to prayer and to pouring out into people's lives to coming back and going how can um, how can I gain more experience in life to more greatly impact people and I just feel a responsibility. I love how you talk about like you have permission to succeed in life and so I uh, I feel more of like. I have a duty to succeed in life, I have a responsibility, and so I'm just um, figuring that out and pursuing my real estate career, and uh, got big dreams of things I want to do in the world and ways I want to yeah. impact people's lives that um, coming into this community has been uh, really a big uh, encouragement to me in that um, bringing together young people that uh, aspire to be entrepreneurial and to see yeah. their efforts translate into good works. So there's a, bu- a bunch of folks in this world yeah. that are mi- missions, really missions, have been on missions of missions minded who are transitioning into the business world. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of your story too, Amber, right? Yeah. Yes. And where were, you, where were you in the mission field? You're with Youth with a Mission, right? Mm-hmm. YWAM, and you're for three years. Mm-hmm. So I transitioned out about, I think, three and a half, four months ago maybe, and it was amazing because God, I knew God was calling me, so I, even the, the last couple of months, it's, I've known the why, I've known the purpose behind what God was speaking to me about business, about pursuing those dreams that I've had tucked away in my heart while serving the missions field for three years, and so it's just this season of release, a season of risk, and stepping into that, and having my mind shift and shifted in many ways, so it's been... Okay. And Paul, you were with what what organization in the mission stuff? Uh, I was with Iris Missions. Um, okay, Heidi Africa. Baker in Mozambique, right? Yeah, and then did some time in China, um, but recently I was like, did some time? Wow! Some hard time. Was it hard? Okay. All right. And then recently I exited the International House of Prayer. Okay, so very, very cool. So anyway, so it's interesting. Three different organizations, very, very interesting. And so I want to, I want to talk about. It's interesting because I've actually talked to most of these organizations about business as mission. Go, that's kind of like new catchphrase, right? Business as mission. And it's interesting what's happening because you know it's it's one of the one of the easiest ways, or one of the only ways to get in. We're talking about Nepal and how difficult it is. Nepal is being closed. They don't want traditional ministries and Christians coming in as missionaries because they want to preserve their 
their Buddhist culture. They, they view it as part of the nation and part of the culture, and they don't really want, they're not really inviting Christians in. And, of course, we want to share the love of Jesus and shine the light. And, and so, it, but you know, as business, you can go anywhere. You can go in closed nations, you know. And, um, and so there's, there's really a lot of open doors if you're in business, right? right? And so the Lord is kind of shifting things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, so, so there's, there's kind of, uh, there's, you know, there's this phrase, BAM, right? Business as missions. There's also business for missions, the idea of you write big checks, which is, is cool too. I want to create a third category, What's okay? That? Business as kingdom. Wow. Business yes, as kingdom, is. okay? Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, B-A-K. Business, <laughs> we're just, you're just going to do the kingdom, okay? And, and you know, and, you know, we can... You know, we'll, we'll, it is a mission. It's the mission field in our backyard. It's the mission field. I had one guy, actually, uh, Philip Chang of Yogurt Land, uh, I believe is the name, and he, he, he said, my mission is to my employees. He has thousands wow. and thousands of employees. He's just my mission field. Wow. You know, come on. I mean, That's you know, cool. why are we, we don't have to go anywhere. Okay. Now, I'm happy that people do. I mean, let's go. But you don't have to go anywhere to, to find your mission field. Your mission field is where your feet are. Well, I think that's specifically the next wave of what God's doing is pulling people out of ministry or missions and placing them into their call of business and even the seven spheres of society. And I think of creative work and doctors, lawyers, financial advisors, all these different professions, and God's specifically calling people that know they have the light, they have their why, into those places, and it's going to... Be amazing to see the transformation and those around them. See the the kingdom. This is what's missing. And if you, you know, if you talk to most ministers, you ask them what is the kingdom of God, you get a really fuzzy answer. (laughs) Don't you think we should know that? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we know what we're going for? You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, it's a fuzzy answer. But I'll tell you what the kingdom is. The kingdom is is where His power and His ways are in operation. That's what it is. Where his power and his way. So when he cast a demon out of a guy, he said, the kingdom is in your midst. But when Zacchaeus, a greedy man, gives half of his wealth to the poor, he said, today's salvation has come to this household. So no demon was cast out. Right? It's It's simply the value system of heaven manifested and trumped the value system of the enemy. So when justice repay, replaces injustice, when, when love replaces hatred, when, when, when you know, freedom from slavery replaces slavery, the kingdom of God is advancing. The value system of heaven is advancing. And there's, there's, there's millions of dimensions of the kingdom, right? And so we, our job is to bring the kingdom of God to earth. Isn't that what we pray? You know, yeah. your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I find Christians are universally focused on the afterlife, but we are not in the afterlife, right? We're ready to go. I, I'm ready. I've, I've, I've got that, but I'm not there. I'm here on earth, yeah. right? We need to be good earthlings. Yes, let's get <laughs> our value system right. Yes, let's prepare for heaven. Let's get our hearts right. But we are not in heaven. Mm-hmm. We are called to bring the kingdom on earth, right? And where else to display a good value system once you have it than in something as practical as a business where people right. are confronted with 
the issues of life every day and when where a boss you know has to lead him disciple employees so there was this really fun book i i read profit for the lord and uh this is so cool okay so this is the guy this is about count zinzendorf okay p-r-o-f-i-t for the lord now <laughs> you missionaries right you missionaries <laughs> You all know who Count Zinzendorf is. He is the father of the modern missions movement. They were the first guys who literally go and did missions. I'm going to tell you some things you don't know about Count Zinzendorf. I'm going to spill the Zinzen beans, okay? (laughs) The Zinzen beans. You know how they picked the missionaries. They had a community, by the way. It It was in eastern Germany and Saxony specifically. And how they picked the, you know how they picked missionaries? How they picked, decided who would actually go to these the mission field? Have the business owners? Uh-uh. No, they drew straws. They uh, drew straws. I am not kidding you. So literally, you know, <laughs> they drew straws. It is biblical. It is biblical. And uh, not something we practice these days, but it is in the Bible. Just to just to oh. just to show you that we don't we don't cold. really all practice <laughs> biblical uh, practices in all the things well, we do. Exactly, you choose apostles. <laughs> yeah, who was it? Who was it? It was it was Finney. It was Finney who 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 uh, drew straws to decide whether he should get married or not. He drew a he drew a no and he said I felt such a peace as soon as I drew the no. Oh. These guys they would go and they would literally go in, in pairs. One guy would work, they would always start a business. So they would start a printing business, they would start a shoe business, they would start tanning business, some kind of business. And the, the one guy would work the business, and the other guy would do the ministry, and then they, they'd help together in the business. But in some cases, they would go, well, one famous case, they were going to minister in a sugar plantation in the Caribbean, and they were not, they were refused access. They wanted to minister to the slaves. And they actually, so two of these young men actually sold themselves into slavery in order to minister. And then they, and as they're on the boat, waving goodbye to their family going to the slave plantation they made this phrase, they said this phrase may the lamb who was slain receive the full reward of his suffering whoa but I want to tell you something else, so these guys these guys literally became these missionaries, literally there was something like nine million dollars a year they were sending back to, from the mission field to home base Nine million dollars. I got the numbers right here. The exact numbers. Um, How many missionaries? Oh, good question. Um, They actually, uh, yes, nine million dollars today by 1882 was raised in Moravian mission fields. Nine million dollars in today's money. Wow. They they basically they actually planted a city. They built an entire city, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. They established what they called, quote, the general economy, a complete city, which bra- embraced all the trades and industries, as well as the personal of the, of the brethren, and 600 acres of land. They, had, they, they did linens, pottery, tannery. They started credit unions. Um, so in the latter years, instead of selling themselves into slavery on the plantations, they changed their strategy. They actually bought the plantations. Mm. And then ministered to the slaves. Well, there you go. Come on. <laughs> Let's buy it. 
It's a spy. Yeah. Come on, look at you smiling. I like that. Amen. You know, and and it, so it's just it's completely different. The way he did missions was completely different than the way we think about missions today. You know, it was it was very much a business component to missions. And uh, you know, and, and so it is interesting. It's like I'm looking at the missions. It is the Lord wanting missions to have this businessy emphasis. You know, I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at, you know, we talked about education this morning, right? And uh, my wife and I run the school, the Daniel Academy, and, uh, but what an opportunity for missions. Do you realize for 2,000 years of, the last 2,000 years of history, Christians have been the educators of the world. Do you realize that? 102 of the first 106 universities in America were founded by, by Christian organizations. 102. The Jesuits were the base. If you want an education in the Middle Ages, it was the Jesuits. We, we were the educators of the world. And doesn't that make sense when Jesus said, go, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey my commandments, right? Aren't we the teachers? Yeah. Aren't we the natural teachers of everybody? And what better business? I mean, literally, okay, American, right? American, American, American. Okay, for some reason, the world thinks because we're Americans... We are, we're, we're good educators. So you could go, we could go, any one of us could go and start a school in Asia somewhere, right? And immediately we would, everybody would know it's going to be the best school. But it's just because, because we're Americans. And same mm-hmm. with the Brits, same with the English. It's like they know you're the best. And literally they would send me their kids. I could disciple their kids. Right? And they'd pay me to do it. Come on. Actually, what Heidi Baker is administering over in Mozambique, she's starting a college, and they're going to disciple out of that college for the nation. Yeah. And the Lord told her, start a college. Actually, yeah. when she was scuba diving out in the Indian yeah. Ocean. And so she's starting that right now. Yeah. And it's a cool testimony that... Right. The church is alive, and we're educating people, and we're discipling people. That's right. That's cool. And 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 literally, if I mean, I could go to Afghanistan and start a school, and we just have to make it the best school. And guess what? The leaders would send their kids to us to be discipled. And uh, I was talking with in to a, a lady in Germany. She's a Malaysian lady, and she was she grew up in a Muslim family, devout Muslim family, and she went to a missionary school, a Christian school. And I said, "Didn't they have a problem about that?" But they're not. I remember, you know, I sent my son to a Catholic school, and I'm like, you know, you just, you know, they're going to teach some things that I wouldn't teach, you know what I mean? But it's like, you don't, you're not too worried about that. You'll deal with it. That's the way they are. And so they were overtly preaching about who Jesus was to her, and she ended up getting saved in her 20s after that, having a, you know, wow. You know, we just need to go be a school planting movement, you know, and every kind of school. It could be universities, it could be English schools, it could be vocational schools, computer schools, you know, whatever, right? Any kind of schools. And um, I, I think it's our, I think it's a great, the greatest missed opportunity, you know. Um, but, uh, man, let's go, let's go buy, let's go buy these plantations. Let's go, you know, we want to reform the inner city. Let's go buy the inner city. You know, there's even, you know, you're a real estate guy. There's a church downtown, The Rock. You know, you know these guys. 
And they've go they've bought houses a whole just I mean I don't know how many dozens of houses in this area, and they go they fix them up. They they bought a church in the area. They're fixing up that. They're making it really nice. They're introducing themselves to all the neighbors. They're mm-hmm. they're offering these these things for cheap rent, you know, and and they're they're reforming an entire neighborhood, you know, by buying it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So come on, you know, why not us? The earth right? is the Lord's. That, that's right. All who dwell in it. That's right. We mm-hmm. aren't, aren't we to pray for your kingdom come, your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven? Isn't his focus earth? Right? Come on. Let's focus on earth. Right? Let's do earth. Let's do this thing. Let's do earth. You know? Get your degree. Let's go be the best, right? Let's go make the money. Let's go figure out how to be the best at making money. Let's go do Hollywood. Let's go figure out how to be the best filmmakers. Let's be the best politicians. And yes, it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. It's a worthy task. That's what it means. Who would want to do it if it's easy? Right? It's a, it's a, it makes it worthy, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't, the hard, shouldn't it be tough, what we do? Shouldn't it be a challenge? Shouldn't it be worthy of our, of our full effort, right? That it's... I just let's 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 try the challenge. Let's, That's right. Let's take him at his word. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's good. Yeah. So so, what's the future of missions? What's the future of missions, guys? How do we do this? I think the future of missions, like you said, starts in America, mobilizing people to be evangelists and missionaries to the workplace. Because once mm-hmm. you turn that on inside, it makes them live with passion. And I feel like so many people, like myself, in the workplace, don't really know how to express Christianity without being weird or, you know, being overt or being kind of on the side. And so just being supernaturally natural, I think, is a great first start. Um, Equipping average day Christians to just shine the light. Um, but I think also it starts with what Amber said, is getting your identity in Jesus um, so you're not influenced by the workplace, but you influence the workplace. Yeah. And they see the difference in you, and they're wondering, how do I get that difference? Mm-hmm. You know, that confidence and that stability. I think that's a good first step. Yeah. Awesome. That's even maybe the strategy behind why the Lord's doing what he's doing right now with a lot of people who've been in a ministry of missions for a while and calling them out to a profession or a big time career is because when you're in something for a while and you're you're serving and you're you're knowing more about the Lord, you're actually building that foundation for yourself and the identity and then launched into the next step. And I think missions is a lot of people are called to the missions field and ministry, but it looks different for everybody. So the small percentage of people still doing what it looks like now, you think of missionary yep. going overseas and serving community and doing you know, with what we think of a missionary, but I think in a sense also it's changing where people are going to be able to go into closed nations with degrees and with a business career and with helping people internationally start businesses and disciple through a company that's, I think, Manny's heart, too, is seeing that international business transformation through people and discipleship. You know, that exactly. reminded me of a, of a guy who 
literally went to school, got a degree in accounting, became, uh, I believe he got a master's degree, and then he ended up specializing in tax and worked for one of the big four accounting firms as a tax guy. The whole goal was to go into the government of Cambodia and the highest levels. That was his goal. And, and, and he, he had open doors there. And uh, it's just interesting. I mean, why not, you know? It's, it's so cool. We have, we have the best education system in the world. We should take advantage. We should get the best degrees, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and use it, yeah, get to get placed. Uh, degrees open doors. That's a fact, okay? I got a, I got a computer science degree from UC Berkeley, top engineering school, and it opened doors all my career. Open doors for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get respect. Why not? If you can, if you're an academic, if you've got an academic chip, you know, man, yeah. do it. That's and that's a, what I think the future of missions is: is everyone in the body using their skills for the common good. It, it, that each piece, each member of the body, the arm is not the foot. You know, and how can we? come together as a people to uh, like a couple of verses that I guess guide my vision for that or when James said you can't say to your brother go be warm to fill but you don't give him the things that he needs and uh, and like Yimbo was saying that, um, when Jesus said you could give a man a fish you feed him for a day but teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime so we have in the body teachers we have app designers, <laughs> we have real estate people, and all kinds of skills, and all, there's all kinds of skills in all of the nations. I think the body of Christ around the nations are going to learn how to, how do we come together, and how do we help each other in really practical ways, and how do we shine the light uh, to our neighbors through using our giftings that God gave us and made us to use. That's a really good yeah. point. I think, too, it's, I think of two things can't limit God and we need to think bigger and dream bigger as Christians mm-hmm. like we have it's like you were saying earlier when we started that the light is within us and we have the power of the Holy Spirit to do anything like we have the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us and that's mm-hmm. powerful so when we can grab a hold of who God is the character and nature of God working through us in our hands at work Come on. It's done. Like, we need to just go for it. And you say go for it. And one of the, my favorite things about Jesus is that he was wise as a serpent. And we don't really (laughs) talk about that too much. Yeah, I don't want to sound like fun. Is that really in the Bible? Yeah, we picture Jesus as very soft spoken and kind of timid and. Effeminate? Yeah, effeminate. (laughs) Lack of a better term. But he was. I, from the Bible account that I have seen, is that he was very masculine and he took charge. He took mm-hmm. charge of the situation and he was wise as a serpent. Um, and that's what I feel like Christians need to kind of image is being very wise and using everything they have in them, the Holy Spirit being the main tool, the author of all creativity, and finding out different ways to do stuff. And whenever we find out different ways to do stuff, we're going to come up with good ideas. And I just love that Jesus was wise as a serpent, and he was unashamed of it. 
and he's calling us to be as wise as a serpent. And obviously, as you know, as the other side, that we yeah. should be humble and. You're right, but it means being yeah. shrewd. Yeah, it means being shrewd. What it means, okay. And we are Christians are many things. Shrewd, we mm. are not. <laughs> generally speaking, generally speaking. Can you define shrewd? It's knowing knowing the political landscape, knowing who your enemies are, knowing how they're going to play you, knowing how to not be played, right? Knowing how to how to get the word in, and es- and escape, yeah. you know, free and. You know, knowing how to turn their words on themselves. Oh, just turn the other cheek, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he was so Be wise. so mm-hmm. smart about how he approached people, even feeding them. You know, lots of filling their bellies before he preached these hard messages. You know, it's like he's just shrewd. He was yeah. a marketing. He was a marketing genius. I love that about Jesus. You know. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Okay, good point. And and he's very very shrewd. He knows human nature. He's not a fool. We think naivety is 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 Christian. It's not. Yeah. It is naivety means you're going to get your clock cleaned. Right. You know, and you're going to be a, be a doormat. And business is very uh, forthright in you know taking people and spitting them out. Yeah. And business is not nice. Yeah. You know. And so we need to come in with the mentality that we're going to take control, yeah. and we're going to. But know, be but leaders. but to your other point too, it, yeah, I think you're making. You know, I, I teach on the seven spirits of God: the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, counsel, knowledge, might, the fear of the Lord. Right? These these are look, the spirit of wisdom is creative genius. It's what Bezalel had, first person filled with the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Right? Supernatural ability to design and and create. Wow! Spirit of understanding. You know, that's where you just, you know things that other people can't know. And spirit of knowledge is, is divine information, you know. And you look at these guys. Daniel says, what, ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers. He was literally better. He was a better astronomer and astrologer than everybody else. It's like, what? You know, we we need to rock. Mm-hmm. Can't we? Don't With the Holy Spirit, what's our excuse? Honestly, it's just lack of focus mm-hmm. yeah. and lack of vision, lack of, vision yeah. lack of lack of drive, lack of passion. And that's why I think business with a mission is kind of the purpose and what's going to ignite a lot of Christians is you're doing business for a reason. Have, having the why. Yeah. Have, having the why. Solidify. That's, that, that's right. But, see, I, I believe we are to maximize everything we've been given, period. Everything. And that includes, if you're an academic, you need to be an academic. And if you're good with, with wood and art, you need to do it. If you've been given that. Right, and if you're if you're good with people, you need to you need to work that right. What he entrusted us, he, you know, the parable of the minas. He gave the guys five, ten, and two minas, right? And he says, "Do business until I come." And and stewardship, he defines stewardship not as how much they saved, yeah. how much they multiplied. Yeah. Take what they were given and multiply it. So I don't care what you've been given. What you've been given, you are a steward of. I'm sorry to tell you, mm-hmm. right? I'm happy to tell you. (laughs) So you're responsible to multiply it. And it isn't about, it's about just making it through. It's not not about surviving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is about taking whatever you've been given and multiplying it. You've got to know what you've been given and you've got to multiply it. And that means going for it. 
in everything that you can go for. Amen. Come on. Go start a business. Come on. <laughs> that's what he said, do business. Until I return. Until I come. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. I think that's enough for, for tonight. There you go. All right. So what's our motto again? Light it up! Light it up! up. <laughs> 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 All right, man. See you next time.